It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere. Visit highland.com. Hey everyone, it's Ron Johnson. This is the Ron Johnson Show. On today's show, I'm excited. Gophers, Badgers week. We got to talk about that. But Justin Jefferson said something after the Vikings game. And I've said this over and over again after different Vikings games when I've noticed stuff, even in wins. I've said this even in wins. Justin Jefferson's point is 100% valid. Justin Jefferson's frustration, 100% valid. But what can the Vikings do? Are they going to listen to Justin Jefferson? Or are they going to keep doing what they've been doing? Definition of insanity in my book. You keep doing the same thing and expect a different result? Well, we'll talk about Justin Jefferson's quote coming up next on the Ron Johnson Show. Locked on Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show, and I'm your host, Ron Johnson. Super excited about today why we get to break down a little bit of football, but mainly Vikings. Patriots, it's coming up on Thanksgiving. Just a short two days away, you get to wake up. I don't know if you're going to have brunch, turkey, what you're going to do. But you're going to get to wake up and take care of that. And then later on in the evening, hopefully you get to watch some good Vikings football and we don't have a repeat of the Eagles, 7-24. to And the Cowboys, I don't even know if I want to say the score, but we know, 40-3. to But those are just two games. And they're not a microcosm of this season. No, no, because... That would mean this team is not good, and that's definitely not the case. But Justin Jefferson, in my opinion, is spot on. And you have a rookie head coach who's learning, and I think that's what we all forget. Even though the Vikings were 8-1, and they were national story. They were putting the chains on Kirk Cousins and Patrick Peterson. They were celebrating as a team with bowling pins in the end zone. Doesn't mean the coach has it all. He doesn't know it all. He hasn't been through it all. He's a rookie. But before we jump into this Justin Jefferson conversation and what the Vikings need to do moving forward, I want to make sure you guys remember, you can download now on Roku and Amazon Fire. You can download the Locked On Sports Minnesota app. Just go to your TV, 
find whichever system or app you're using. Search Locked On Sports Minnesota. Hit download. It's going to add it right to your queue. You'll be able to scroll and search and find us. Click on it. There's all our videos, all of our shows. You can watch with us daily. You can also like, comment, and share whenever you jump on YouTube. So don't forget to do that as well. But as I bring Sam Ekstrom into the show, my producer, Sam, there's something that Justin Jefferson said that uh, that kind of, you know, I, I think, and I'm going to pay the tease off early. I don't want to keep the people waiting. Justin Jefferson's quote, and we'll bring it up on the screen. Justin Jefferson's quote, basically, I mean, and I tweeted this out too, and, and verbatim, Justin Jefferson said, it's tough with Kirk getting sacked before you even get out of your break. It's definitely a tough situation. We've been going, uh, we, we've got to move forward with more quick game, letting the guys in space do work. Things we need to adjust on throughout the game. So as we see it, even if a certain play is called, get out of it. Kirk was doing that earlier. It seems like maybe, maybe they got a little too comfortable with our offense is just our offense. If things are not working the way we plan, then we need to find a way to adjust and go towards something that will work better for us. And you can read the rest of it. But he said, we've got to be better as a whole team. It's good because we have a chance to do that in three short days. And so when you think about that quote, and I said this, and that's what I, I joked in my tweet and said, hey, you can either listen to Justin Jefferson and this team, or you could just listen to the fan line after the Vikings games because, or, you know, the Ron Johnson show on Monday. I said that. I said, hey, this needs to change. There needs to be some short stuff. There needs to be some quick bubble screens when you're getting a guy like J. Ron Curse in the box. If your safety's in the box, not only was he in the box, he was inside of the linebacker. Meaning he's he's telling you I'm covering this tight end, but that also means he can't help in the flat. So when you see that kind of stuff, you got to have, you know, whether it's a blitz or whether it was a man, you know, kind of fire zone blitz where he was like, oh, wait, I'm covering the tight end, but he's blocking. So I'm just going to go because nobody's looking at me. You got to have breakers for that. You got to have plays that literally put them in a bind and they're like, oh, we can't do this anymore because they're killing us. And all Justin Jefferson is saying is we can't continue to run five-step drop if they're, if they're like killing seven sacks. This is the best defense as far as rush goes in 10 games that's the best start ever for a defense with sacks with 42 sacks in 10 games that's the best ever so that's a historical defense the vikings faced on sunday historical 42 sacks in 10 games that's an nfl record so what justin jefferson's saying is we got to be able to change this up we got to be able to run hitches we got to run slants we got to run bubble screens we got to run tunnel screens. We got to do the same things we see. Watch the 49ers. The 49ers ran, ran uh, whip routes. They ran quick one steps. They ran flats. And those guys were running after the catch. We know the Vikings can do it, but will they? How do they get to that? Also, here's another bright idea. Max Protect. Bring C.J. Hammond to be the other blocker instead of the other tight end if you know you're not going to pass that tight end. Bring your best blocker back there. Let him stand next to Kurt and just pick up and absolutely stonewall guys and help out. That's another option. But Sam, Justin Jefferson's frustrated. We know that. He's not happy with that. But at the same time, it's not one of those like, oh, you know, get me out of here. I don't want to be here. No, he's just saying, look, I know we can be good. We're 8-2. and two. Like, we're going to the playoffs. So we got to get this fixed in the next seven games. Because those last two, 
Bears, Packers. I don't, I don't think those are going to matter, especially for the NFC North. It's not going to matter. It might matter to get that two seed or possibly the one seed that the Eagles falter somewhere. But these next seven games, this is where you show who you are. This is where you show what you are. Do you want to finish eight and nine? And you completely just screwed it up because it could happen. Let's not forget the Bears and Packers are still the Bears and the Packers. The Bears run game is good. The Colts, seems like Jeff Saturday's figuring it out. He's got the guys playing well. They almost beat the Eagles. They did the, they played better against the Eagles than the Vikings did. Vikings lost 27 to 4. 24 to 7, sorry. They barely lost by one. Eagles almost lost that game to the Colts. So we can't say the Colts is an easy one. The Jets are a good team. The Patriots are a good team. There's the Giants are a good team. There's a there's a tough stretch of seven. Like it felt easy when they were eight and one. And I'm not gonna lie. We're all creatures of of the captive of the moment. Eight and one, those last couple games seemed easy. Now, well, what this team just did, it doesn't seem easy anymore. Those could be losses. But Sam, I don't know. What do you think or what do you make of Justin Jefferson's quote? Are you worried? Are you concerned? I know Luke Braun tweeted, like, look away, don't act like you know, it's nothing's happening. Like this, this is what football players do. You talk about what you saw. We got to get to the quick game. We got to add some stuff to the, like, I guarantee Kevin O'Connell is going to throw a hitch or two or a slant this game. I guarantee it. If there's a prop bet out there for slants and hitches, take it. <laughs> Pretty sure bet online. If you need a prop, that's one to add. Will Kevin O'Connell throw a hitch and a slant? Because I'm pretty sure he will after what this happened. Yeah. And with Bill Belichick. But what do you think, Sam? Are you, are you worried about this quote? Right. Uh, no, I'm not worried about it. I mean, I think Justin Jefferson understands that he has a voice. He didn't say this in an angry way. He didn't throw people under the bus. And he basically echoed what Kevin O'Connell said. Kevin O'Connell said he didn't coach well enough. So I don't think there's any secrets here that something needed to change offensively. So I, I would suspect that this has already been discussed in their building. Kevin O'Connell got together with Kirk and with Justin. They talked this out already, and Justin is echoing that. Um, I don't think he did so maliciously. I don't think he's trying to get anybody in trouble. It's one loss. And Kirk said this after the game. Uh, it all counts for one, win or loss. And I think the Vikings need to to really realize that, that they had so many fortunate wins along the way. Um, they, they, they should be really happy to be in this position at 8-2. and two. This is a great spot to be in. So you still control everything in front of you. You can go win, you know, the next six games in a row if you want. Um, and you're going to have a stellar record. Um, and I think Justin's prescription for how to fix this offense is a smart one they've got wide receivers ron that are so good at route running and creating separation at the line of scrimmage there's no reason why they can't run some shorter stuff some slants or some stuff to the sideline um i, I think that that this can only bode well for the vikings honestly having this wake-up call this is a team that is really good this is a team that has like i've, I've always said this you got justin jefferson you got adam thielen you got Dalvin Cook. You got K.J. Osborne. You now have T.J. Hawkinson, which is theoretically the best tight end in the NFC North, if not one of the best in the NFC. Now, the usage, I mean, watching Travis Kelsey, it was like watching, like, a, 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 a great artist draw a picture or watching, you know, Michael Jackson get out on stage and do his thing. Like, watching Travis Kelsey is what I imagine, like when I look at poetry in motion in the dictionary, I wanna see Travis Kelsey running routes now. 
Like that's what they need to change that definition to. That was mm-hmm. that was poetry in motion. Watching all the I mean, and and it wasn't like they were great routes. They were they were like they were beaters. They were they would beat whatever coverage you had. When they were in man, he just ran across the field. They were taking what the defense get. Now, whether this is Eric Bieniemy and and uh you know Reed just having a perfect game plan to the perfect defensive call. I don't know if that's it. I don't know if they're getting to the line and he has a choice. Because that's what Justin Jefferson said. Let your guys in space do what they do. So meaning, hey, if I got man to man in the slot, let me run the choice route. You know, it, it's funny. I, I thought back to BC Johnson was supposed to be the fourth receiver. And I feel like that's what's missing as well. Like not having a true number four. Because Kevin O'Connell, and we talked about this early in the year during the preseason. Kevin O'Connell wanted to look like the Rams. He wanted to be able to go four wides. They haven't really been able to do that. Irv Smith was supposed to be the four. You know, we're like, oh, Irv Smith's going to be four. Wide receiver four, wide receiver three. Never came to fruition. Uh, B.C. Johnson was supposed to be that guy. You know, B.C. Johnson was going to be your slot runner, your choice runner. I remember talking to him at Panera, and he was like, yeah, like watching this film, like, man, it's, it's crazy the freedom we have within the route. Like the freedom we have within the route. And now you're kind of hampered because your fourth guy, you don't have that. You don't have that right now. Like they haven't truly found a fourth receiver to compliment because you can't always put Justin Jefferson on the choice because he's going to get too many eyes. You know, KJ Osborne, I don't know if they would consider him shifty enough to do it. And Adam Thielen, he's more of your possession guy. So they needed that 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 next guy to kind of be a little inside shifty guy that nobody's paying attention to. You know, that's why people want Ob- Odell Beckham so bad. But Odell Beckham, I don't know if he thinks Kirk Cousins is the long-term solution here. Like, he wants to go somewhere, he said, and buy a house and live there, never move again, or at least until he's done playing. You know, he wants to be there for a couple of years. He's tired, of, he's tired of living out of suitcases, what he said. So I just don't feel like Minnesota's on his, on his radar. But it, it's crazy when you think about that. And so, you know what, 40-3, to three, Vikings lose to the Patriots, it's over. Or, sorry, to the Cowboys, it's over. Now they have the Patriots on Thursday. We have one more sleep. One more sleep, and then the next one, we're waking up for Thanksgiving. We're waking up for Thanksgiving. We're going to have peas, greens, tomatoes, potatoes. Mm, mm, mm. You need it's Thanksgiving. And then you get a treat. No, it's not Black Friday. It's not Christmas gifts early. But it's football. Good football. Like, I'm so I'm so glad it's not like Vikings Bears or some, one of those like, oh, we got to have the Bears and Lions on Thanksgiving. No, let's go Vikings Patriots. Who knows what it's going to look like. But this is a good – Justin Jefferson has earned the right to be on primetime. You look at what he's done. You look at Kirk Cousins' game against the Bills as well. I know the NFL was happy about that because he is polarizing, so now everybody's going to be watching because you're going to have the haters that want him to fail, and you're going to have the supporters looking for a show. So who knows what Kirk Cousins is going to show up. This is going to be another primetime narrative of can Kirk Cousins get it done. If he doesn't, if he loses, Sammy, you tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. If he loses on primetime, do you – you know what? I think we were going to talk about that in the Daily Three, so I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that one. We're going to save that. Stick around for the Daily Three because we're going to save that because that's a good one. This is prime time. This is, you know, Joy Taylor hating on Kirk All Cousins. Right. Tumble Kirk Cousins' little legs. And he's 6'4". Six, six, he don't got little legs. You know, Emmanuel Acho hating on Kirk Cousins. Oh, I don't – he didn't do well against my Eagles. And, and deservedly so because he didn't do good against the Cowboys either. So, hey. But he doesn't block. He doesn't deal with J-Rod Curse unblocked. That's not his job. Justin Jefferson was spot on. He didn't say Kirk had a bad game. He said Kirk – he said, I hadn't even got out of my break yet, and Kirk is getting sacked. Because I seen Luke Braun. Look at Justin Je- – or not, no, sorry, somebody else. Said, Look at Justin Jefferson killing Trayvon Diggs. Who cares? 
Like, they, they're not blocking. They're not even blocking. Like, who cares? Luke Brown actually said he likes where Kirk Cousins is at. So I will give him credit there. He's, he's happy with Kirk Cousins at. Now, I didn't watch the video, so I don't know if it was a joke. Uh, but I did see him say he likes Kirk Saying Cousins something nice about Luke Braun. Look at you feeling all gracious. But that's, again, I don't want to be set up for failure because I don't know what – I didn't actually have time to watch the video. Like, so I don't know if it was a joke because I know Luke has his jokes. Uh, but he did say he likes where Kirk Cousins is at right now. And I don't know – like, again, I don't know if that's a joke. Because I've seen people say that, like, man, this is, this is what you – this is a great quarterback here. And then they show, like, seven throws into the dirt. So I, you, you just never know it, Luke. But – Coming up next, we're going to talk about Gophers, Badgers, Gophers, Hawkeyes. We, we, we haven't done it much this week. Uh, it pains me to do it, but we have to do it. But before you do that, make sure you check out the Minnesota Football Party on Mondays and Thursdays. Get your Vikings fixed with Arif Hassan, Luke Inman, Luke Bryan, and Sam Ekstrom on the Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast Network. And we have a word from our sponsors. BetOnline.net remains your number one source for sports wagering info, news, and analysis. The Vikings are favored now by two and a half against the Patriots. So New England's actually getting some action right now. Vikings favored by less than a field goal at home, primetime, on Thanksgiving. You can get NFL and NCAA football lines, NBA and NCAA basketball lines, and if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head there today. On your laptop, desktop, mobile device, it's Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, here we go, Sam. It's time for the second part of the show. And we got to talk about the Gophers. We haven't talked much about them. Uh, there's a narrative out there about P.J. Fleck. And, you know, I know that we've always talked about, will he go to another school? Uh, allegedly, Auburn uh, might come open. And, and all of a sudden, what's his name? Uh, Lane Kiffin, you know, he was thrown out there, but he also then fired back at the media. Like, I've, this is news to me. I never said I was stepping down to go to Auburn. And Auburn hasn't even offered him the job. So he, of course, went after a reporter. So we think about P.J. Fleck and the schools he possibly can go to. Um, here's the problem with college coaching. You want your coach to do well, but then you want your coach to be happy too. So it, it, it's like a double-edged sword. Some coaches do really well in in in, in mid-area. Like, I would call Gophers a mid-area spot. Like, the, the upper echelon you know, schools and jobs right now for college football, of course, are going to be USC just because of the city. Uh, you got Oregon because of what Nike does for them. You got Georgia and Alabama because they're historic programs. Uh, when Tennessee is doing well, it's definitely a, 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 a SEC giant because they're considered Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, those are definitely like forever spots. Uh, I think Penn State technically can be considered that. Joe Paterno made it that. Uh, but the Gophers, man, it, it, because of like Mason getting fired after 10 whatever years, he went to eight bowl games in 10 years. I think that was the dumbest firing ever. Like, it's just weird to me what Minnesota thought they should be when they had Glenn Mason. And so when you think about that, it's like, is P.J. Fleck here forever? Is, is this his forever spot? We just don't know. Like if, if Brian Kelly leaves LSU for the NFL or something, or if, if uh, Notre Dame doesn't get going – and they, you know, want to get rid of their coach. Would P.J. Fleck go there? Who knows? But when you talk about P.J., and this is where we go with this, Sam, and we'll, we'll kind of chat about this one. When you talk about P.J. and the Gophers, um, this Iowa game, like this was the season. When you look at this schedule, first off, New Mexico State, Western Illinois, Colorado. So to start the season off, everybody was like, they should be 3-0, which they did. They handled their business. They looked like a really good team. Michigan State was the one because everybody said Mel Tucker was coming. Everybody in Michigan said it, not us. Mel Tucker's coming. Tucker's coming. Tuck's not coming. Like Debo. T 
Tuck's not coming. He's still not. I haven't seen him come yet. He hasn't come. Where is he at? But that was supposed to be the tough game. And then Minnesota killed them 34-7. So everybody's like, whoa, this Minnesota team might be for real. Which, that's what Minnesota does. They set you up. Mm-hmm. Because then Purdue walks into the building and the Gophers, and, and granted, Mo Ibram is out. They lost Chris Hoffman Bill early, but Mo Ibram out. Doesn't look good. Purdue takes care of business, 20 to 10. Then you're like, okay, Brett Bilema, Illinois, let's get it going. Nope, 26-14, didn't show up. Then you're like, okay, 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 Tanner's out. We know, but Ethan Kellick, man, we're excited about this young kid. Going to Penn State. No. Now that was a, a Dallas Cowboys ass whooping. 45-17. to 17. That was a butt whooping right there. 45-17. to 17. Then you get Rutgers. Do what you're supposed to do. 31 nothing there. You get Nebraska. Shouldn't have been that close, but 20-13. to 13. You, you take care of absolute business against Northwestern, 31-3. And so then people are back to it again. Minnesota, the Big Ten, you know, championship is in their hands. They win against Iowa. They just need Purdue to lose against Indiana, which might happen. And if that happens, that's really going to hurt. That's really going to hurt because if Iowa wins, they're in the dang on Big Ten championship game now. (laughs) And don't try to go for the, like, moral victory. We lost to the West champion. No, 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 no. No, we're not doing that. We're not going to do that, friend. We're not going to. We're not going to go for moral victories this year. This is not a moral victory year, friend. This is not it. No, no, no. We don't care if Iowa gets to go to the Big Ten Championship. We're not going to. We're not going to say we lost to the Big Ten West champion. We're not going to do that, friend. Because they're going to get killed by Ohio State or Michigan. So that's not going to look good for the West. Like, that does not look good for the West at all. Honestly, I'd rather see Michigan and Ohio State just play twice. Really. Like that's 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 what I want right now. I don't care. Just settle it this Saturday. I, I want. Don't even play the game. Just, just don't even, or play it back to back. Just keep playing, because maybe Michigan beats Ohio State because they beat them bad last year, and then maybe Ohio State series. beats them in the Big Ten championship, and then both of them are in the playoff and they don't have to play each other a third time, but you know one plays Georgia, the other plays TCU, and then we get the championship. Like who knows? But USC is itching. It's USC is right there. They're they're five. USC can't wait for this weekend because they're like as we win, and Michigan or Ohio State, one of them has to lose. So we're gonna, we're possibly gonna be for Leakin Riley, like all the people made fun of him leaving, and wearing the shoes that Oklahoma just gave him, and getting Caleb Williams. Oh, it's not gonna work. Oh, hmm. Dude might be in the first year in the Final Four. That's Cincinnati esque, Luke Fickle esque. But I feel like USC can build big time off being in the Final Four. Like the recruiting portal for him is about to get dumb. But we're not talking about them. Talk about another maroon and gold team. We're talking about these Gophers. And here's where I leave it. You got Wisconsin coming up. And I feel like the acts, like, I, I, I do enjoy beating Wisconsin because I just hate them. I, I don't like them. But I just don't like Iowa either. Like, I'm tired of, like, I didn't realize P.J. Fleck has not beat Iowa ever. And I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that because I'm sick of Iowa people. I'm sick of all the tweets. I can't even say anything to them because they beat us. Like, I can't say I hate Iowa. Like, we look so dumb saying who hates Iowa. Like, who cares? No, we can't say it. Stop. We can't. Like, let's just let's just say we, we, we hope Iowa, you know, we wish you well, Iowa. Who wishes Iowa well? We do. Like, because we're not beating them. And so when you think about this Badgers game, Sam, and that's what I'll say to you. Thanksgiving, this weekend, 
So there's a lot of pressure on, on young players not being able to go home. But they do do a team dinner. So they try to help that family atmosphere out for the players. The, some of the players' families who stayed because they just played Saturday. So they were like, you know what, we're just going to stay. Uh, which is smart because most people can just take off Monday, Tuesday. They get Wednesday off anyway. So a lot of families stayed uh, for the week to hang out with their kid for the holiday weekend. So I think that's actually pretty cool. And that's, uh, that's a unique opportunity uh, to be able to do that. And I heard a lot are going to make that short four-and-a-half-hour drive to Wisconsin, five-hour drive to Wisconsin for the game Saturday, and then drive back Sunday and fly home Sunday or Monday morning. So uh, it, it's a great week, you know, if you can afford to do that. Uh, but for the players who don't have that, mentally you can get worn down this week. This is one of the, like, the holidays for some people are not glorious. They're depressing. So how does that weigh on them when you're going into the Badger Stadium and you just lost to Iowa? So hopefully that punch in the mouth, uh, and it wasn't a beat up. They didn't get beat down. It was a very good game. It was 10 to 10 for, for few, uh, very key plays. You know, you got Ethan Kelly man, that should have hit Brevin's span forward in the, in, the, in the flat. Probably walks in for a touchdown different game Mo Ibram on the nine yard line if he doesn't fumble they probably kick a field goal there and they make it if not go in and score because Mo was running the crap out the ball 263 yards yeah. um they probably score there win the game and then the uh, I don't know if it was third down second down but the slant route where the receiver didn't really run through the ball which it's a young guy so he's trying to slow down and catch in his chest put your hands out run through the ball put your hands far away from the DB so he can't get to it um doesn't do that. Doesn't go catch it with his hands. Hits off his body. DB makes a play. Interception. Even if they run the ball there, maybe go for a field goal or punt even, you make Iowa have to drive 90-ish yards. That offense is not built to do that. That offense is built to do what they do. They have more turnover. They have like they have a top three defense. They, have, they, they score just as much, if not more, than their offense at one point this season. Uh, there was a game against, I think, South Dakota – where Iowa, it was seven to nothing, not a touchdown. Two safeties, two safeties in a field goal. Who does that? Not one safety, but two safeties and a field goal, seven nothing. So what happened in that game was expected. It was going to be a close one, defensive battle. Gophers just couldn't win it. Now you go to Wisconsin and Sam, they have to get it figured out. But in your mind, in your mind right now, do you mm -hmm. feel like the Gophers – have enough to beat Wisconsin with Athey and Calic Manis, most likely because it doesn't seem like Tanner Morgan, after suffering two concussions within 30 days, is going to play. So do you think they can get it done against Wisconsin? Braylon Allen, Jim Leonard, um, you know. Now there is some some doubt in that in that town because there's people tampering, as Jim Leonard said, trying to get Braylon Allen to enter the portal and come to a, you know, come to a big-time program and get ready to go to the NFL. One more year, go to, go to USC maybe. <laughs> that might happen. But what do you think? Yeah, I think the formula is the same. I think you have to run the ball excessively. Um, there are four out of six games now, Ron, where they've completed fewer than 10 passes. Um, this Gophers offense, I do I dare say, kind of looks Iowa-like at times um, because they are very one-dimensional. I'm not sure they like Kelly McManus' arm, but it's not ready yet. It's got to marinate. It's got to season. It's got to, you know, mm -hmm. percolate. Uh, there's some time required for him to get to where he needs to be. And P.J. Fleck, if you know, as a coach, I think if he feels like the passing game isn't quite right, he just runs the ball. He doesn't really yeah. try to pass the ball very often. So, again, they're going to have to run with Mo. And, unfortunately, if they win the Axe run, you kind of alluded to this, isn't it going to feel a little bit hollow? Because they're still not going to make the Big Ten championship game. 
Um, because I think that Iowa game is going to remain so sour in the in their mm-hmm. mouth. And it's not as if Wisconsin is really having a good year. It's not like you're going in and knocking off the Badgers. Uh, the Gophers are probably right on their level, if not better, this year. Wisconsin is having such a bad year that it doesn't feel like it's as big of an accomplishment. Um, so it'd be nice to win, but I, I think they're going to have to run it with Mo, and Wisconsin knows that. Um, so they're obviously going to go all out to stop him. Well, we got the Daily Three coming up next. And so that's going to be fun because we're going to talk Gophers. We're going to talk Vikings, but we're going to talk Timberwolves because something's going on with the Timberwolves that mm-hmm. they were disappointing. But, hey, I hope. I know what it takes sometimes. So I know what's going on with the Timberwolves. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. But remember, when you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota, you're getting endless Vikings talk with local es- experts. Subscribe to the free Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast feed wherever you find your podcast. We have a word from our sponsors. Thanks, Ron. Built bar they are an outstanding holiday treat you can fill your stockings with them they've got some great new flavors white chocolate peppermint granola and uh why can't i find it white chocolate peppermint granola and candy cane brownie puffs Mm, so good uh get a box of those hoard them for yourself share them with your family whatever you want but they're just like the universe's most delicious treat if you haven't tried built before it's a great time to try these delicious tasting protein bars that are revolutionizing nutrition with 100 real chocolate 17 grams of protein and a shockingly low 130 calories sink your teeth in and change your life forever built you gotta try these get 15 percent off your order right now by using the promo code locked on 15 at built.com. Ron, I sat down last night and I watched the Timberwolves extensively. Mm-hmm. Probably the first game I've watched in a while. Um, I've been distracted with other sports, distracted with work, um, and just sad about the plight of that team. Well, here they are, Ron. They're back above 500. They're 9-8 and eight after beating the Heat 105-101. to 101. Anthony Edwards goes off in the second half. Jaden McDaniels, Carl Anthony Towns all had big games. That was a really, really fun-looking basketball team in the second half against Miami last night. So that's four in a row for the Wolves' run. Are they back? Are the Wolves stabilized? Is it all okay now? So this is <laughs> this is what's crazy to me. I go back to this Jazz thing and, and, and the Jazz trade and getting rid of – they're 12-7. and seven. So I don't know what – like I, I thought they were trying to tank. But they're clearly they're not, and if they are trying to tank, maybe they their owners like, dude, why are y'all winning? Like y'all are the y'all, and maybe they are pissed off. Like they got rid of Gobert, they got rid of uh, what's his name Mitchell. So people are probably like, hold up, wait a minute, what are y'all doing? Wait, you you oh you think we're not good enough? Okay, and they're going out winning. They're number one in the West. <laughs> so this is funny, and then you got the Timberwolves who's supposed to be four. They're tenth. So are they back? I don't know because they're 10. They might not make the playoffs. I don't know what that means for draft, you know, standings. My thing is if you're not going to make the playoffs, don't be 10th. Just go be 14th. Go be 15th. Be the Rockets. The Rockets are 3-14. and 14. Go, go get the number one pick. But this is what I will say. Chip in the chair. 82 games. They can rattle off 20, and all of a sudden they're 29-8, and eight, and we're singing a different tune. And they go 29-8. and eight. It's not going to happen. People, I know. But if they go 29 and 8, they're probably the top seed. I mean, because I don't think the Jazz are going to win out and only lose one. Uh, Suns are probably going to lose more than two. Nuggets, you know, then you got the Clippers, Kings, Pelicans, Grizzlies, Trailblazers. 
and then you got the Mavericks in the ninth. And so for the Timberwolves, you don't want to be in that play-in game situation. You don't want to be in that play-in playoff situation. Um, I get it. If you get in, though, great. There's no going to be. There's not going to be. I hope there's not like a Patrick Beverly jump on the table situation again just because you're in. You should be in with the team you have. So hopefully they can build off that because again, basketball is about confidence. You hit one shot. Like I hooped yesterday, and I was shooting so good. Dude came to me in the locker room after and said, "Man, I wish you would have missed one." Like. Sometimes that basket just looks bigger. It looks like an ocean. It's like, oh, I, I'm on. Like, my shot is, I'm confident in it. There's no like, oh, should I shoot it? Should I not? And so these guys are, I feel like maybe they, they that was that last night. Now, again, it doesn't, I need to see a five-game sample size. So my opinion, no, I don't think they're back. I can't say they're back. I got to see more than that. So let's look at these next five, and then we'll research, we'll revisit this are they back conversation. We'll talk about them more during the week now as, as uh, the football season for college comes to an end. Uh, but let's give them five games and see what these next five look like. I don't know, Sam. What do you think? Well, the first half last night was same old Wolves. It was lifeless. There was no energy, but they had a switch that they flipped last night, and that was really encouraging. Now, the problem is that they did it all without Gobert. Gobert was a liability last night. We haven't seen the same Gobert that was kind of actually looking really good early in the season. So that worries me because it means you're not getting really anything out of this trade. I want to see Gobert impact these games. That's why that's why they traded for him. Um, let's move on to Vikings-Patriots. Ron, if the Vikings lose this game to New England, um, if they have a walk-off punt return, for instance, again, and they beat the Vikings, mm-hmm. is the sky falling? What What is the consequence if Minnesota loses this game to New England? So if they lose this game to the New England Patriots, um, no, sky's not falling. Uh, it's not over for them. And, and this is where I go with this. You look at the Vikings and where they would stand. They'd be 8-3, and three, still be number one in the NFC North, uh, still would be the best team uh, in their you know playoff slating. And why is this thing not trying to search me the right way? Um, there it is. Um, they would not be the number one team in the uh, NFC, but they would be one of the top three still, in my opinion, even though because I'd say people are going to say Eagles, Cowboys, and then Vikings. That's just where I would go with an NFC right now. Now, the 49ers. 49ers looked really good last night, like the four or Sunday night or whatever, or Monday night. Sorry. 49ers look really good. Yeah, that was last night. I don't know. My days are running together. But the 49ers, I think. I, I in the NFC, I probably would say 49ers are better right now than the Vikings just because of how they do their offense. So when you think about this, Packers game won the way they should have, but the Packers suck. So can we take credit for that? I don't know. You got blew out by the Eagles. Lions game, 28-24. Should have been that close. Probably not, but the Lions are playing better. New Orleans, 28-25. Should have been that close. Probably not. Bears, 29-22. Should have been that close. Well, the Bears are better. They are getting better. The Miami Dolphins, 24-16. The Dolphins are good, even though you did not face Tua. Uh, Arizona, they've had their struggles, 34-26. You got Washington, 2017. Taylor Heineke's winning games. The man has George for every team he's beaten. Thank goodness he didn't get the purple George, but he's got George for every team he beats. They beat a really good Buffalo Bills team, 33-30. So if they lose to the Patriots and sky falling, I'd say no. You got the Jets. You got the Lions, like I said, are playing well. You got the Coats, who, who knows? Uh, what they're going to be. You got the New York football Giants. They're good. You got the Green Bay Packers and the, and the Chicago Bears. So is the sky falling? No, I don't think so. Because I do still think that the Lions, the Packers, the Bears are very winnable games. 
I said 11 and six or 12 and five. I think between the Colts, the Giants, and the Jets, they're going to get one of those. Now, if they get this Patriots, then that's that. I think they're there. You get the Patriots, that's nine. You only need three more games to do what I said, which is 12 and five. And is, is, is that a letdown after going eight and one? No, because what's the difference in going eight and five and then finishing 12 and five? Like, it's, it, I get it. It's the narrative, it's the perception. But my opinion, no, this guy's not falling. What do you think? Well, it is kind of helpful to have Philadelphia in this position because the other two teams, the Giants and the Cowboys, cannot pass the Vikings in seeding because they're wild cards. Philadelphia gets the one seed. The Vikings don't have to worry about the Cowboys having the tiebreaker and and passing them for the two seed. They don't have to worry about the Giants because they're wild cards. They just have to worry about the 49ers and the Seahawks. So the Vikings have a two-game cushion for that two seed. So they are still very comfortable in that spot. Even if they lose another game this week, they would still be in the two seed uh, with some winnable games ahead. Last one, Ron. The axe is at stake on Saturday. We talked about this. Let me just put Mm -hmm. a bow on it with this question. If the Gophers win the game, is the season a success? If they lose the game, is the season a failure? Does it come down to this? Uh... If they lose this game to the Badgers, it's definitely, yeah. It's a it's seven and five, in my opinion. It's a failing season, but like PJ Flex says, it's okay to fail. Failure is growth. You have to learn. So the seniors, I don't know what they're gonna learn from this because they're done playing football, some forever. Uh Mo will get to go on and play. Tyler Newbin, if he decides to leave and not come back, he'll get to go on and play. Uh Brevin Span Ford did not want to participate in the senior day activity, so he's coming back. Uh, but when you look at uh, this team as a whole, yeah, they lose, it's fail. If they win, good. You have the axe, so you don't, you can't say you lost all the trophies. You get the axe, but it, it, I agree with you said earlier. It feels hollow, like it, it feels like, like it, it was, it was theirs for the taking. Like when you look at the schedule they had, they didn't have any. The toughest opponent from the East was Penn State. The next toughest was Michigan State. You didn't have to do deal with Ohio State in uh in uh Michigan. So it, it felt like one of the easiest schedules. And when you look at the teams they've beaten in their record versus the teams they've lost to in their record, it just, they're not really beat. They weren't beating good teams. Open at five, you probably go to the quick lane bowl in Detroit, which I would probably go home for a day. I would, you know, go to the Vikings game on the 25th, which is, or sorry, Christmas Eve is the Vikings game Saturday. Sunday, I would hang out on Christmas with the fam. And then Monday morning, you know, maybe me and the wife jump on a flight. You know, last minute flight to Detroit, go home. I don't have to get a hotel because my mom lives literally five minutes from Ford Field. Go home for the day, watch the Vikings game, or sorry, the Gophers Bowl game, hang out at home, fly back on Tuesday. And yeah, so we'll get to go see, you know, the, the quick lane bowl in Detroit. I'll hop on, you know, like I said, I'll hop on a quick flight, be back. But here's the thing. Is that a win even if they win the game? I know Tanner Morgan, he's going to get a chance to play. Uh, 30 days back, you know, plus in the, for a bowl game. So he'll get to clear concussion protocol. He gets to go out on his way. Does Ethan still deserve to play in the bowl game? I would say yes, but I understand trying to make this a storied, you know, Tanner Morgan story. They can, you know, ride off in the sunset in his last game. He didn't get to do it uh, against uh, Iowa. He might not get to do it against Wisconsin, but he will get to probably do the bowl game uh, and take the last victory formation ever. And, you know, they're all about the theatrics. I get it. But Sam, what do you think? If they lose or win, failure, success, what do you got? Yeah, I think if they win, I think it's just it's medium. It's neutral. 
I, I don't think it's a failure. I don't think it's a, a real victory. I mean, I think I think success would have been Big Ten championship game. Failure would be like not being bowl eligible. I think they're right in the middle. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for the Ron Johnson show today. I want to thank Sam Ekstrom. I want to thank Matt DeBritz. Hey, you guys heard it all. Like, comment, share. Let us know what you think. Gophers lose. Is this season a failure? Gophers win. Do you really care? Vikings. If they lose, is the sky falling? Like, we saw how bad it got against the uh, Cowboys. Now, again, if they lose by one, can you say, okay, fine? Or if they get blown out, which, like, where are you at? Sky falling or, huh, 8-3, still the number, like Sam said, they have a two-game lead. But remember, Locked On Sports Minnesota gives you endless Vikings talk with local experts. Get your daily 30-minute dose of sports with Care 11 Sports anchor Reggie Wilson going back and forth with his co-host Luke Inman. It's fast, it's fun, it's superior sports talk. It's your daily sports show. Remember, you can also download this app called Amazon Fire. You can go get it. Roku on the TV. Download Locked On Sports Minnesota. You can get all of our videos, all of our shows. Thank you and have a great day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.